Welcome to a new episode of Liftoff, a Jets football podcast, hosted by myself, Chris, and from playlikeajet.com, Mr. Sharman Phillip. And remember, you can follow us on Twitter at Liftoff Jets. You can follow Sharman at GrownFolk1980. You can follow myself at CP7NY. You can find our podcast wherever you find your podcast at Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon, iHeartRadio. And you could also find us on Sportswire Radio at sportsinarium.com backslash player. Follow the station manager there, Thomas Bryce, at Thomas Bryce 2017 for all the scheduling. Um, before we, um, I know we usually get into our jet talk, good, bad, and the ugly with that. Um, but I think uh, me and Charmin, we got to talk about what happened Monday night. Um, just horrible, horrible. Um, what happened on Monday night to uh, Demar Hamlin? Everybody knows what happened. Um, what's your thoughts on what happened Monday night? Yeah, um, massively un- unfortunate event. Um, of course, I think every medical expert on every channel, everywhere, has pointed out how rare of a moment that is. That I. You know, I think I've been told multiple times over my lifetime that that that's a possibility that you could get hit at a certain time in your chest and, and you could stop your heart. Um, but playing football with a protective shell coming down from your shoulder to your breastplate, um, I never thought that was possible to see. And you could tell that it hit different, not only for the players on the field that understood what was happening at the time. And you could see how their emotionals, emotions changed so drastically when they understood what was going on to the football players that hadn't been playing football for years. And, but, uh, but they're connected to the sport. You could tell that it got so emotional to, for them because they understood that that moment is the moment that they fear the most in that sport the more you know um everybody um most of them come to terms with acls mcls achilles you know high ankle sprains broken bones and even how as bad like uh alex smith's leg ended up and um and all that and there's some kind of understanding to those things because it kind of comes with the territory. But when someone is fighting for their lives like that in front of you, kind of put everything into perspective. Um, But also, you know, that one moment in football that everybody fears, or they go into the game understanding that if that's a possibility, and it actually happening. I think all kind of all that just, I think it just put everything uh, into under sitting under microscope for everyone. And it was pretty emotional. Um, the 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 there is a brotherhood in that sport. I think you could see that um, how emotional. Like I said, people that didn't even know him got you know um, thinking about it talking about it um because I was why I, I wasn't watching the game and I can't remember what I was doing and the update came up and I was like what 
mm-hmm. you know, and then I came, I, I went to watch and they had stopped, they had stopped updating it, you know, and so, you know, they had stopped updating it. So it was like, you know, what, what, what are we going to do? You know, because you know how it is when something traumatic happens, it's going to get broadcasted and people, you know, which, yeah. which is kind of sad too, because then you don't want to, you don't want everybody seeing that, you know? Um, so they were trying to control it, you know, everywhere. But I caught, I caught a couple uh, videos of his, man, it's such, it was like such a normal thing, right? You know, it looked normal until the kid stood up and just fell backwards. And you're like, well, that's not normal. No. You know, um, but yeah, man, uh, for me, my, my, my feelings are unfortunately in the back of his head, that kid knew that he could get injured. Something could happen to him. And he went into that, into the game with that mind, that thought, not fearing it, but facing it head on like every football player, but always does. Yep. And it just happened to be the day that it happened, man. And I hope to God that he's able to make a full recovery recovery, and able to play the sport that he loves again someday. Definitely. I, I You know what? It's amazing how in that one night, one night or even leading up to that night, I mean, we were all, I mean, I think all NFL fans, we, we talked about it last week. Um, this was definitely the game of the week and could have yes. been probably the, the game of the whole season, right? I mean, two top teams in the AFC, the hottest teams in the AFC, still going for that number one uh, seed going into the playoffs. So much riding on that game. Um, and forget about the game for a second. It was also whoever plays fantasy football, it was their championship game as well. And a lot of their players were probably in that game. So a lot of people had that going on. So there was so much going into this game. You had Cincinnati chirping a little bit before during the week that they're the big dogs of the AFC. So there was so much build up to this game and early on it lived up to the hype, right? First, first drive for Cincy to go down, score a touchdown. Buffalo gets the, gets the ball. They drive down, they get a field goal. It was seven, three. Then Cincy drives the ball and then it happens. And it's amazing how quickly you go from, Oh my God, this is such a great game to you forgot about the game. Now you see it on, yep. on the ground with the players crying, the coaches, and you could see the concern on everybody's faces. You see the ambulance coming out. And now it's like, I don't even, I didn't even realize, I didn't even know why we were watching TV. We were watching TV. Forget about a game. We were just watching it to see what happens to Hamlin, you know, if he's going to get through this and, you know, the players left the field and, you know, now our thoughts are basically now I know, I know mine was mine. I'm, I'm basically sitting right next to his mom in that hospital because you're waiting for something. Just uh, uh, give me some kind of sign. Like my kid's going to be okay. Cause I can't imagine, you know, like we've all been in that situation. We've all been in that hotel, the hospital room waiting Mm. for that doctor to come in and give us something right. To give us some Mm. kind of good news. We've all been in there, but I know, thankfully, I haven't been in that situation waiting to get news about my kid, you know? Mm. That's what that mom was sitting there. And I was, 
I think every parent was sitting there with her and saying, you know, just trying to console her. And, you know, I think everybody was praying and, or we're in deep thought, whatever we, we do to make things, try to make things positive as possible for this kid and, and for the family. So that's what I was doing the, the rest of the night. I'm thinking, man, I'm sitting next to her because I don't care about football. I didn't care about, mm. you know, forget about with Jet fans. You know, now we're, we're Hamlin fans. You know, now we're Mrs. You're, Hamlin. We're human. <laughs> right. We're human. Yeah. We're human first. Oh, you know, man. you saw another human being hurt that way. And we, you know, we just want him to get better, you know, because yeah. the, the best of us is always connected to the best of everybody else, man. We want everybody to be good. We want everybody to, to thrive. You know, I would like to think that it, that's that's part of our nature. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, I totally agree with you, man. And, and that's a beautiful way to put it when you talk about the angle of being a, a parent watching a child. Suffer an injury that way, and not knowing exactly if you're gonna ever get the man. And it's the worst feeling Woo! in the world yeah, sitting yeah, in that hotel yeah, uh, hospital yeah. room for anybody that you that you know, whether it's your kid, your parent, your whatever, any loved one. It's it's such a helpless feeling because you can't do nothing. There's nothing you could do but just sit there and wait for that doctor or nurse to come in and say, "Okay." He's going to be fine. He's going to pull through. He's, you know, okay, we did this or we did that. And and everybody's gone through that in one way or another where you've felt that helpless feeling where you can't do nothing. It's in, it's in, it's in the hands of the doctors, the medical people and God or whoever you, mm. or whoever you pray to. And that's all it is. Cause there's nothing you could do. You could just yeah. sit there and it's, and you know what the the amazing thing is, I I would you know the last day or two now we're hearing more about the man that Hamlin was. Mm. Now forget about the football player. Yeah, he had a great season. He started. He's a six round pick and all this. Forget about all that. This guy is a great person, great man, mm. right? Started that charity. Everybody hears everybody hear about his charity now. That's on GoFundMe, where yes. he set a goal for twenty five hundred bucks. And I looked at it earlier and it was up to $6.7 million. So when this dude gets up and I, I, when he pulls through and wakes up and sees the and and sees this, I, it's going to, that, that alone is going to give him unbelievable joy to know that how many people pulled up, you know, pulled through on was pulling for him. Yeah. Most definitely. Man, like you said, the goodness of people come through on times like this. Yeah. We've seen some bad things happen too in these past couple of days. Some people said things that I don't even want to get into, but mm. I concentrate on the positives, man. Yes, I've sir. Tons of positive messages and, you know, like the money that's being donated to this guy's charity. And I mean, man, it, it's so good to see that. And I, I can't wait till he pulls through. I pray, whatever I'm praying to, I'm praying that he pulls through and yeah it would be great that he could get back on the football field, but I'm not even thinking about that. I just yeah. want to open up his eyes and be able to sit up again and, and, you know, hug, and his hug his mom. mom. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Most definitely so agreed. I'm, I'm hoping I'm, for that. And yeah, uh, so far they got very little news so far has come out. You know, everything is trending positive, positively or as good as that could be, you know, like we're hearing stuff like that. So 
and that that's all we could keep hoping for is that things keep going positive and maybe in a couple of days we'll hear really good stuff but for now hey we just got to keep praying and keep hoping for the best for the kid you know and his family agreed um and then the flip coin to that about the game uh they said all options are on the field you know going back to the football game for a second everything is on the table really the um, they could continue it um next week you know after this weekend's games um i heard they might just call it a draw basically a tie and not even play the not even finish yeah. the game i heard i heard the nfl said yeah there's a possibility they, yeah. they might not even play the game they well, just hard. where where are you going to play it right exactly <laughs> i don't know especially the uh, fact that these teams need to play and then um there's wild card round the wild card round is right after that too yeah, so next it's week. like yeah <laughs> right? so, after, so so it'll be very difficult to get the game in and yeah, probably so. for the first time in nfl history they might not they might ha just have to call it you know yeah. um and it's crazy because this is it's, for yeah. the number one seed in the, the playoffs this is not just for no you know, it's not just the Jets and Dolphins playing here. It's, you know, this is like important games. And um, yeah. like you said, it might be something that's never been done before and we might see it happen. Um, yeah. It's crazy. And, and, th and to think like before the season started, right. We said it, Buffalo wanted that number one um, seed going into the playoffs, right. They wanted the playoffs to run through Buffalo this year. Mm -hmm. Something like this happened, you know, like, they made the big trade for um, who was the edge, and he got hurt anyway. Uh, a former Bronco, great. Right. Um, yeah, I'm. <laughs> right. No, I'm to a blank too. I, it's crazy yeah. how like every game before this game became a blank too. You know, like I was like, who played this weekend? You know, like that just shows you the importance of this. But um, it, it, it's amazing how like this is what they've been playing for, and now. They're not even going to get a chance to to get it. Obviously, everybody's going to play this weekend. You know, the show goes on. Unfortunately, you know, fortunately, unfortunately, whichever way you want to look at it, but life goes on. NFL rolls on as well. Um, and you know, we're going to have games this week. You know, I, I, that's the other thing. I, I mean, how are these guys, even players on other teams, forget about Buffalo and Cincinnati? How? Because everybody's concerned. Everybody is is like, man. I hope you know they're all feeling the same thing. So it's going to be amazing how these guys um, prepare for this weekend and then actually play. Like, how is that first game? Cause we have a game on Saturday. How is that first hmm. game going to be on Saturday? It's going to be highly emotional. That's what it's going to be. Yep. 4.30 KC at Vegas. I mean, man, that's going to be, it's going to be really, like I said, emotional is a good word because yeah. I don't know how, <laughs> I couldn't imagine preparing for a game this for this weekend. You know. Yeah, yeah, it, it would be very difficult. And it's Von Miller, by the way. Von Miller, um, right. there you yeah. go. Yeah, <laughs> for some reason we him. couldn't get his name. Yeah, <laughs> to put them um, on the top or whatever. But um... and 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 it just happened um, that Cincinnati is is that you know they're basically that 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 you know that thing in the shadow in the shadow waiting for both because they've they've been a pain in the butt of the Buffalo Bills and the, and, and the, and the Chiefs who yep. are supposed to be the one and two. Right. And mm -hmm. Cincinnati is like, wait a minute. Nah, nah not really. <laughs> you know, you know, don't take us. me for granted now. Exactly. You know, so, think about it, so yeah. Yeah. If since he beats him, right. If since he won, like if Monday night, 
if Cincinnati beat Buffalo, then Cincinnati had a shot at that number one seed if Kansas City yeah. lost this weekend it's coming true. up. So it, it's that's how quickly this 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 could turn. So um, yeah, you know, like I said, man, we're just hoping for the best for the kid. And um, so anyway, we're gonna try to do the best we can here to move on and yes. to talk some football because I know that's what people you know, want to listen to the podcast for us to just talk football, but we had to bring up Hamlin. We had to talk about him and just kind of say a few words about him and his family and stuff in this situation. So, um, all right. So, uh, we'll talk about the jets game last week, Seattle, not the way we wanted it to go, obviously, um, mm-hmm. with the playoffs on the line, you think they would have came out a little better. Um, mm-hmm. But again, they came out flat like they did Jacksonville, you know, the week before. And they end up losing 23 to 6. I mean, what, what did you see? Uh, hmm. <laughs> it was hard to watch. And I will be pretty honest that on, on Sunday, I probably watched about a quarter and a half. And I did not watch the rest of the game. I couldn't because I just felt it then. Um, number one, uh, Mike White was not Mike White. It seemed like Mike White was still injured um, and he just could not perform. He didn't have that confidence. He didn't have that quick release and accuracy that he had had in the games before, prior. Um, Even the games you're talking about uh, last year, um, he played with kind of an, uh, uh, you know, you know, an, an energy, I think, that sparked a belief from a lot of his teammates, and that was gone from the first quarter. Um, the offensive line sucked. Yep. Um, there was no running game. Um, and then on the other side, defense was wherever they were. I don't know. Uh, 60 had run off the bat, and they just never recovered from that. Um I know everybody wants somebody to kill for for this, <laughs> but um, hey, you know everybody wants their pound of flesh when things turn out to be as bad as they have. Um, I've been sitting back and trying to put to everything together for what it really is instead of just trying to be emotional about the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I, and this is what this is what we called, right? Like basically seven wins was where we were at. Yeah. And we were ha- and we would have been happy with seven wins. But this feels um, different. I know it feels different and I understand <laughs> why because if you win seven games and then you go on a your your seven seven three they were or six and three or seven and four at one point. Right. Um if you collapse like they do, of course it will feel different. It doesn't make, you know, regret into the mean is not what you want but the reasoning behind it is in my opinion good news um there are things of course that i think you should hop on as a fan base um i think that the coaching staff failed in certain spots i think the players failed in multiple spots, I think 
man. Um, I think I think you, of course, fandom does not allow for nuance. You know, if you're a fan, there is no sitting down and measuring things for what they are. It's the emotion of the game and what the team you love and things have gone bad and somebody needs to get, you know, bludgeoned, <laughs> yeah. you know, for lack of a better term for for what you just saw. And I understand that. But if we're going to analyze this truthfully, like we always do, um, this season has been great. We did not know and we did not see the win streak that the Jets went on coming. We did not know that was possible. We thought that the team was very young and it, the, the talent was there, but it wasn't, it was too early to be able to be mended or put together properly to gain, to put to, for en- enough production, right? Yeah. Which, which in reality, in my opinion, is what happened. Because I think I will start with, probably the biggest controversy I will for this podcast is because I think people that listen will probably kill me for this. Um, <laughs> this is not all on Michael LaFleur. So everybody that's out there saying no, that Mike, Mike, Mike LaFleur should be fired and all this there, oh, it's, it's because it's he's Salah's friend and that's the only reason why he got the job and all this crap. Stop it. Okay, it, stop it. it. Listen, okay, you know it what? I'm hurt. not even good. I'm not. I'm. I'm not gonna say stop it. I'm gonna be like, listen. You're in your feelings. Fine. Right. Listen. You love the Jets. If the Jets suck, you're gonna hurt. So you're gonna say a few hurtful things. I understand. Hey, come back to Earth for a little bit. Let's conversate. <laughs> Mike Lafleur calls a play. The play does not work. Everyone's like Mike Lafleur. <laughs> Let's break down the play for what it is. Nobody does that. Nobody actually breaks down the play and asks the question, why did the play not work? Not the first reaction is not, oh, the player. Everybody's like the play, the who that the play caller called the wrong play or the play was mm-hmm. bad. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that Michael Fleur was very good. And his players failed him. That's not what happened. He is an okay defense, uh, offensive coordinator, which is understandable because he had never been an offensive coordinator until this year. This is the first time he ever had this job. So he had massive issues here and there. True. But you know what also was true? There was games when this man drew up incredible game plans and create, and I kept saying this online and people get killing me for it. There's been multiple games where he he was creative. I'll say it again. He was creative. He's not creative enough. No, he has been creative, right? The problem is your quarterback can't throw a freaking slant. He can't complete a bubble screen. <laughs> if I'm calling a bubble screen, it's probably one of the easiest plays to complete in, in football, and my quarterback can complete the pass. Whose fault is that? Listen, the Jets, oh. to me, the, the, the problems are deeper than just yes. you know, on what people see. 
right? I think that it's deeper. If you want to, here's the argument that, and I had it when the, before the season started, right? When they first hired LaFleur, to me, it yes. made no sense because mm. you have a first-year quarterback. You have a rookie quarterback, number two overall pick, and you're getting a first-time offensive coordinator to help him, right? Now, mm. what really, we go even deeper, what was the, what was the bigger, you know, I don't want to say it was an issue, but what happened to Greg Knapp, the unfortunate, you know, accident that happened accident, to him, yes. that really was, you know, because he could have been that sounding board, right. Or the, the coach that could have helped, you yes. know, Zach Wilson, I think better than what we had now after him, we should have hired somebody a little better or maybe somebody with more experience instead of Calabrese. I don't know. That could be, but that's another argument you could have. But yeah. I will, but I will also, I will also fight this argument this way, right? Because I think, I think what you're saying makes a lot of sense. But in this, on uh, in this situation, if Zach Wilson's issues was purely physical, I would agree with you, and I would say that that knowing that he has a physical issue where he cannot get into his, cannot co correct the posture he needs. To, to to complete an NFL pass, then I would say it's all coaching. The problem is, and you have to you tell me if you don't believe, you agree with me. What percentage of Zach Wilson's issues you think is physical, and what percentage of Zach Wilson's issues is mental? Oh, it's it's probably eighty five percent mental. Exactly, maybe more. And and the reason why, and the reason why it's mental. It's because no matter who was teaching him, right, he right. couldn't, he wouldn't be able to get there because he just, he is just not there. That's it. We've watched NFL quarterbacks do this before, fall right on their face. When we've seen them do better or play much better than they've done. So when, when we talk up, when we analyze this truthfully and sit back and think about it, we have to take into account the fact that Zach Wilson failed Zach Wilson and not just the people around him. He could not get his mental game to match what he could have, he could do physically. So what happened is that the mental basically tied up the physical. If your brain ain't working right, bro, I don't care how great athlete you are. You ain't going to be able to do nothing. Right. You know, and he and his and then when when you start when your physical is tied up your confidence evaporates because if I can't complete a bubble pass which I've been doing for most of my career and I tried multiple times and I just can't do it, bro, I'm not even thinking of throwing the ball sixty yards downfield now because, bro, if I can't do this, how am I gonna do this? Yeah, no, you understand I me. And, if, and, and then, of all the things you're talking about, these are the basics of the basics. Now you're asking a kid to read a middle field linebacker or middle field safety and understand leverage. No, none of that will happen. None of that. So I don't care how simple of a game plan it would be that was drawn up for Zach Wilson. He would not be able to execute because he's head is not there and that is the issue to me 
The issue is not that Zach Wilson needed coaching or correct coach, correctly coaching. I, I wrote this in my in my recent in, in, in an article that I'm gonna release later, uh, probably next week. Zach Wilson's issue is so bad that I don't think there was nothing that that could have saved him because he got himself somewhere in his head that he couldn't that they couldn't coax him out of. It basically kind of went into a shell, you know. And I don't know what could have saved him. And the craziest thing about all this is you could create the best situation for a player, an NFL player. And they just, some of them just don't make it. Some of them are incredibly talented. And you see them and you're like, man, this guy is going to be a beast. And then they come into the NFL and they whimper. Because NFL is just not about the physicality of it. We, I've heard a ton of stories about guys that came into the NFL thinking that they would have, they was going to dominate and they freaking walked off the field the first two or three days they were, they were in practice. You have to understand what this is. This animal is not something that's easily tamed. If it was, there wasn't only going to be this small number of people that had done it for so long. So I guarantee you, well, I'm, you know what? Step back for a second. I am in my belief, a hundred percent, that Zach Wilson somehow got himself in his head somewhere, and they tried and they tried and they tried to coax him out of his shell, and they failed. Now, I'm let's that failure has to fall on somebody, and I think they equally should be. Partly on Salah, partly on Calabrese, partly on Michael Floor. But, but, but to me, to say that the play caller, because I don't think there's nothing. If Calabrese is telling you that I want you, your three-step, I need your shoulder here, I need your feet here, and all you're hearing is wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah, bro, Calabrese ain't, I don't care what he does, that ain't working. I don't care what and, and you gotta blame working and whatever. And you gotta blame the player too. That's what I'm saying. Because this I th- is- when you hear some of the things that Salah is saying in his press conferences, and I heard him on an interview too with um on the Michael K show, he had said that he wants Wilson to just go to a beach, read a book, something, just get his mind off of football. And and he said, this is what I did. This is where it kind of bothers me. He said he has to figure out what he want, what is important for him. Oh, what's oh. most important for him now mm. to me, that's saying that mm. you're, you're not putting the work in. Right. Mm. That's what you know. I don't hear. Oh, he's working his butt off. I, you know, no, he did say that a couple of times. But if he's I don't mm. care how many times he said he's working his butt off because that's part of coach speak. What yeah. you just said. What you just said, man, that's a different, that's a different, right. what that's a that different thing, you? man. What is that telling you? That tells me, <laughs> again, like I said, listen, I I can't tell you, I love, Chris and I, we do this for fun. I don't care how many people listen to this. I don't care. I, and, and it's not disrespect to anybody. I love anybody that would, you know, sit down and give us a listen. I love that. But you have to understand where I'm coming from. 
I have a passion for this game. I have a life. I have a family. And I put the time I put into this is incredible. It's crazy. I shouldn't because I don't get paid for it. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) So, So I immerse myself in this enough to have a healthy respect for anybody that actually wants to do this for life, for, for their life, and what could happen to them. It takes a different breed of person to do this. If you cannot turn that switch on and be that guy, you can't play in the NFL. I don't care how pretty of a pass you can throw. Bro, this is the NFL. Right. No, this is the best of the best in the world playing football. So you could, in, in the best of pockets, if you could throw an awesome spiral and you could take off and run for 20 yards, ooh, hey, you will get a couple spots, sports center heat hits and, and, and you'll get a couple commercials. But I promise you, you're not going to go down with some of the greatest to ever do it, or your name will fizzle out after a few seasons. And people will be like, you remember that guy? You know why? You say that a lot, too. (laughs) We do. We do. Because I was just thinking of somebody that I was just saying. Linebacker that got drafted in the NFL, that plays for for the Arizona Cardinals, who I thought that was going to be one of the best players in the NFL. And I barely ever hear his name. Not only because his team sucks, he hasn't played up to that, that level. Because, again, it takes a different human being to do what these guys do at a high level. And people make fun of guys like Kirk Cousins and be like, uh, <laughs> hey, listen to me. He ain't elite, but he ain't that far away. Because if he could tell you, he could wake up on a Sunday I don't care. People make jokes like that. He may go up on a, on a Sunday at 1 o'clock and throw for 400-something yards, five touchdowns. He could do it. There's not that many people in the world that could do that. Even if he could only do it at 1 o'clock on Sundays. <laughs> the fact that he could do it separates him from a lot of people. And that is why, in my opinion, it basically shines a light on what these kids go through coming in the NFL. It's not easy to attain. It's not easy to be able to play in that environment. It's not easy to turn yourself from being a college player, which I people always make. Man, people take this game for granted. They talk about the NFL. Like, even bad football teams in the NFL are like, well, Alabama could beat them. Bro. No. <laughs> you out of your mind? <laughs> no. You don't understand what a pro football player is if you think a college kid could play with him. <laughs> That's crazy. I hate Even, the people that think that too. It's it's insane. You see, you see it. You see it, man. You remember the kid that the, the defensive end chase for um for, for the for the com what was the name again? Commanders? Yeah, whatever the hell their name is. Right. <laughs> you remember how this guy used to make offensive alignment look like fools for years. Comes into the NFL and, yeah, it makes a few plays here and there. 
that's what you see. You don't see the difference? Oh. I, I, I'm ranting at this point, but I'm, my point is you, you have to, I think, hold the Jets accountable for the fact that maybe they missed something in the evaluation about Zach Wilson. That he, he's not that dog. He, he ain't got that dog in him, right? That's what the kids say nowadays. Mm-hmm. They missed it. They thought he did, but he ain't. Because you have to have that dog in you to play NFL football. Yep. And we're not just talking about him remembering plays on a whiteboard, please. Bro, I want you to be able to see it, visualize it. When you drop back and your back foot hit, your brain is processing the info and understanding that this, the leverage of the, the, the inside corner is he is leaning way inside and you have that small window between him and the safety. And you're like, man, if I just get my ball to like land right here and then you get your body in position and you, through my muscle memory, Get that to happen. Bam. And not only once. Do it once, twice, three times, a hundred times, two hundred times. When you could do that on repeat, that's when you're an NFL player. And Zach Wilson is not an NFL player right now. Nope. Definitely not. I don't think he I don't think he's I hate to use the word mature, but I don't think he's mature enough for it. Like I don't think he wants this enough. Yeah, you don't you don't, he, you don't see it. Yeah, I don't think he loves the game. I don't think he loves the game as much as he should. That to me is the biggest problem. I don't mind. Listen, I'm Mike LaFour. I think he's his system works. We've seen it work. So it's not like, listen, when this when this system was running, it was running good, right? So when Mike White, Mike White is the first quarterback in history, right? For three straight 300 yard games or whatever it was. So Yeah, so it tell works. me again how the system sucks. Exactly. Yeah, no, the system works. I, you know what? Yep. We could, we could, you know what? We could argue about. We could argue about personnel sometimes. Yeah. You know, why is Barry? Talk about that, this, right? We could yep. do that. That's, yeah. That legitimate, where, legitimate conversation. Yes. yes. Those are mistakes he's made. I, I'll. Yes. We're, we're, we're and we talked about it already, so we didn't even need to get into that. But, and I'm I'm curious to see if there's going to be changes this off season, right? Because I'm sure. Listen, Salah is not going to want Lafleur to go, because that's listen. He, he was in he was in Lafleur's brother's wedding uh, party and all that stuff. So they're close. That they're, they're close to that family. So he's going to fight for him like he's fighting for his brother. Well, well, that's to <laughs> me. To me, I listen. I understand all that, and and as much as I have, I have defended Michael Lafleur, um, my evaluation of his performance is not what is wor- warranted. Because I'm I'm just a guy. There's a bunch of guys in that in that organization that actually is able to professionally evaluate a coach. Right. And if that front office goes in after the season's over and if I, and properly evaluates this man and thinks that he needs to go, I don't care whose friend he is. He needs to go. As simple as that. But in my my take. From what I could see, I don't think that he needs to go. I don't think it's it's something that we should be. Um, I don't think it's the main issue here. I I think I think we still need bodies in places that we just don't have. 
especially that offensive line, man. After they just spent all this money, one of the right. m- most money spent in the NFL on offensive line was by the Jets, $44 million, I think, or something like that. Bro, lot of- for them to perform the way they've performed, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous, man. It's and sad. Listen, Why? we're, we're going to get into... <laughs> you know, reviewing this season and because there's a lot of holes on this team now, as we see. There's a lot of holes and there's a lot of, there's going to be free agent uh, moves that they got to decide on. You know, there's going to be cuts. There's going to be trades. They got limited cap space this year. It's not like the last couple of years where, you know, they had close to a hundred million dollars in cap space. They don't have that anymore because of what you're just saying, because of all this money that they did spend already. So, it this listen and whoever survives if no one gets fired i'm not saying someone is going to get fired or someone isn't but whoever survives this season and goes into next season their seats are going to be red hot oh yeah oh yeah now yeah. we're talking now if we want to talk we will have these there's a lot of pressure on these coming guys. and we'll have this with the guy yeah. up top right starts with Joe oh yeah oh oh yeah we, he's going to have to earn Ooh. his show this this offseason, big time. We, and he's, he's done a pretty good job. You know, he's made his yes. mistakes too. He's not, yes. you know, he's not, you know, because a lot of his free agents and if we yeah, heard. They've, uh, they've all underperformed. Right. <laughs> that, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's, that's not even the conversation. Right. Like, or not even underperformed. Some of them haven't performed at all. Connor Rogers on. Tomlinson. Tomlinson. Yeah. Oh my God. I think Connor Rogers on, what was, he's on Badlands, I think, right? Yes, he's on Batman. Yes, was a, they posted a clip of him talking about, and Tomlinson was one. You know, you could go into a lot of guys that have failed free agent wise. Corey Davis, right? Another one. Mm. Lawson, mm. We, we talk about him all the time. Mm. Yeah, he. Mm. Got, I think he got his what seventh sack this past week or sixth. <laughs> Six, I, I mean, think. We should be getting a little bit better production than that from him. Yes, sir. And he, and he you know. We, the list goes on. We could go into <laughs> the safeties. And so, mm. and, and like you said, the offensive line, that's the one thing that he poured a lot of money into. And we got nothing, nothing we got nothing to show for it. Nothing. Nope. I mean, thank God. And here's the thing. And look, and, we, and when we look back at the draft, his draft classes, the last few years, this last class was great, right? Yes, no sir. argument. There. Everyone, yep. maybe Rucker, we haven't seen it yet, but maybe that's, that's it. But that would be it. And everybody else performed. Everybody else has played. Everybody has shown flashes. Everybody. Salah said he's going he's gonna to break out next year because he's putting in the work and all that. So, okay. So, we'll see that next year. But this year's class. We will great. see. Right. <laughs> 2021's class and 2022, 2020's mm. class, not so good. So, nope. <laughs> no. So, that we could kill. Now, that's why this year, it has to be a carbon copy of last of, year. Oh, they don't have a choice, man. Has to be. They really don't. Yeah, it's a lot of pressure, but it has to be. And and again, mm-hmm. he doesn't have that leeway to say, "Oh yeah, I'll just sign a couple of guys." You're not going to mm. have that room because now you got to make room. So now it's about, oh, if I cut Corey Davis and if I cut Lawson or if I trade those guys, yeah, I'll free up a lot of space. But if I if I trade Lawson, say, now I got to replace that guy because he was our main pass rusher. Well, one of well, well, the well, the craziest <laughs> thing is they had there's kids on that line that's in my opinion that should take his place. 
Because if you if you've evaluated Lawson and think that he could do better than him, then I think Clemens is somebody that you should be definitely that should get that should get that you know that should get uh, uh, more out of Jermaine Johnson too. Yeah, yeah, and Bryce Huff. Yeah, and 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 he's. I mean, I mean, I gotta speak to somebody that will have to explain to me to you know to a certain extent, and even if. I've heard the arguments about his run de- defense being kind of suspect is one of the reasons why they've never really started him. The way this man plays when he's in, you're telling me that he's not possible to play him more snaps than he plays. This man is an el- his his numbers are elite in the NFL because but but because he doesn't he doesn't play enough snaps, you can't put him up against some of the best in the NFL because he doesn't play enough. You know, hmm. but man, there's there's a whole off season that's gonna come. We're gonna talk about yeah, it. We're gonna get into um, it. Yeah, we're gonna talk about about all these players and positions and everything that's going on. But but the reason why this conversation devolved into <laughs> us evaluating <laughs> players is because it was so bad. It was yeah. so bad. It yeah. was probably the worst. Not. I, you know what? I don't think I'm going out on a limb by saying that it was the worst Jets football game this year. It, it, it yeah, was. I think, so. it, I think it was. Yeah, the last it, two it, games have been. They were bad, but not 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 the way they played. They they from the beginning. How do you how do you how do you not move the ball at all? How? And we're not playing a good defense. That was the worst thing. That, they haven't when. When was the when was tell me they played which was which was the best defense they played in the last five weeks? Uh last five weeks. Last five weeks we played Seattle, Jacksonville, Detroit, Buffalo, or Minnesota. Buffalo <laughs> Buffalo's defense was the best defense we faced. Yeah. All the other defenses we faced is I other than the Jacks defense. Which, in my opinion, is very close to to trash. They kind of smell like trash at times, but they also play very good at times. So I, I'm I'm gonna hold off on them. Everybody else sucks. Everybody else. When I say they suck, they're in they're cl- very close to the bottom of the league in a lot of categories on defense. And you know and what? Guess what the Jets me? did. The <laughs> Jets couldn't move the ball and couldn't score points against none of those defenses. Right. That is a tragedy. And what bothered me more about this game is that we had the extra time to prepare. Oh, how does this, how did that was, that's what bothers me about this coaching staff. How does this team not be more prepared? There you go. You have like 10 days to prepare. There you go. This is, this is where you, this is where we talk. (laughs) This is where you talk. Because in my opinion, when we start talking about the intricacies of gameplay, game, you know, calling games or whatever, whatever, that that's on a different level. When you're telling me I cannot get my players ready to the point where they're not throughing at the mouth. <laughs> right. Hey man, you can't call yourself a leader of men. And you I can't. seen it. And I seen it in that in the Jacksonville game. Okay. At home, playoffs are on, playoffs are on the line, right? We lost the previous two games, Detroit, Buffalo, actually previous three games, going back to the Minnesota game. But that Jacksonville game, you could tell. Dude, Jacksonville came out. They were yep. ready. They were yep. ready to kill us. They wanted everything. 
The Jets, and they knew they knew the, the craziest thing about Jacksonville, in my opinion, the, the whole game plan. They had studied so much Jets football that they knew they respected the defense enough that they would not line up head to head against it because they knew the Jets defense would take them out. They basically played the perfect game to take the weaknesses against the uh, of the Jets defense and expose it. And they executed perfectly. When a team studies you that way, they respect the hell out of you. And when you don't respond, when a team put, brings that kind of respect to you, in my opinion, you get checked. When you get checked and you can't respond, man, you just fold. You're not, you, don't be, you don't belong being in the game. And we even, and we even hit them hard, right, the first, the first play of the game, right? We got that fumble, the, the Quinn and Williams fumble. Or it was one of the first yeah. couple of plays of that game in the Jacksonville game. And well, we the defense nothing. did. The right. defense did. Imagine, oh, imagine one... you get the ball. Where, where, where did we get the ball in the twenty-something yard line? Yeah. And we did nothing. We got it. We got a field goal, and that was the rest <laughs> of the game. I mean, that's more on Zach. But even the defense, the defense too. These last few weeks, mm-hmm. you know, can you get a turnover? Nothing. Come on. I mean, and this is and this is supposed to be. You know, this great defense. Yeah, they played great. Don't get me wrong, but you got to get some turnover. You got to help your offense out. Yeah, but that's the thing. That's the craziest thing now, nothing. right? <laughs> because that's the that's the craziest thing. And this is where the rubber meets the road for me. Now, when you're trying to draw out exactly what the Jets defense is, right? Because for, for a lot of the time, a lot of the time of this season, I think we spent a lot of time pointing out how great the defense was, right? Now, how great? Because this was the this was the measuring stick, in my opinion, when when you talk about this defense, these games where you needed the defense to basically come up and smack somebody, that would have separated them from being a great def- a great defense to being an elite defense. I think that's what the question was, and I, and I think like every NFL season, you get you get called to the mat. Do yeah. you got? Do you have it? Or do you not? And the Jets defense got called to the mat and they were exposed. Every weakness the Jets had, linebacker weakness, exposed. Mm-hmm. Safety can. weakness, exposed. <laughs> depth, depth on defensive line, exposed. Because yeah. the parts of the Jets defense that is elite, we know, they continued playing the way they played all season. Yeah. Sauce Gardner still hadn't given up that many yards. DJ Reed, Still hadn't given up that many yards. Even the slot, the, the nickel corner had been playing really well. And he still hasn't really, I mean, he had a couple bad games, but not that bad. But the linebackers, Oof. the safeties, and anybody not Quillen Williams on that defensive line. Can we cover a tight end? I think that would be the, that's got to be one of the things uh, that they get in the linebacker this, this time around. Linebackers and safeties. When 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 we're talking about tight ends, we gotta talk about the guys that roam the middle of the field. Yeah. Linebackers and safeties. None of our safeties do well with cover in coverage, and none of our linebackers do well in coverage. And and that's the problem at the end of the day. And and teams knew this. Every team knew this. We had freaking Ingram coming in with eighty something yards. What? Ingram is a Come on, man. He is a he's a respectable player, but what what are we talking about? <laughs> it's true. Uh, 
So anyway, we're, we're going to get more into the offseason. We're going to review the team and we'll, we'll go down position by position to what we need. But we already have a good idea <laughs> of where all yes. are going to be for sure. We um, definitely do. Well, what are your thoughts quickly about the Miami game this week? Uh, I'm, I'm going to, uh, you know, I'm going to detail Miami in a little bit when we talk about that game. But <sighs> Miami is another team that kind of just crash and burn. Um, that offense that took them around the world where everybody started giving them rounds of applause for how they, they played has come back to earth because Tua has not been healthy. Um, and any other quarterback that has run that offense has not been as efficient running it. Um, I think their coach is good. I think he's shown that he's actually, he was actually, uh, you know, he's actually coaching material. I think he did a lot of good things. Um, but then when you don't have a good signal caller, man, we as we know personally, but as Jets fans, you know, a lot of bad things that happen will happen. And on the other side of the ball for them, I think that experiment that they did by signing um, that defensive end from the, that former Bronco defensive end, I think that failed. Um, they've, they haven't cured their pass rushing woes. Um, they have Christian Wilkins in the middle, man. He's still, uh, he's a terror. He could be a terror. Um, but other than that, that defense is questionable. They could be had, in my opinion. Um, so, um, Sadly, the problem, the much. problem is, yeah, the problem is, the problem is, could Our be offense. had by, a, could be had by a good team, right. not by. Not by <laughs> We've been saying this for the last three weeks. This defense, <laughs> right? We're gonna be able yeah. to score. We go, and we don't score. <laughs> <laughs> Right, it's like three, six, and two. We've been scoring here. It's not looking good. Crazy, crazy. Think about the last, last this week six. The week before three. Week before Jeez. seventeen. Week before uh, twelve. Mm. I mean, this is not good. In a in a in a world of football where points are putting being put up, forty some points right. have been put up. We're putting up three and six. Three against not against exactly terrible defenses. Defense. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Not a good sign. So, yeah, yeah man. I have, uh, I have no faith in the Jets this week. I'll be honest. No, sir. No, sir. I don't. We don't. I, I think Miami Miami wins this. They could get into the playoffs if the Patriots lose. So, um, I, I'm going to say Miami's going to win because they're at home, too. Yeah. I don't know. I agree. I don't see I don't see that team. I don't see the Jets waking up for this. They've. I think they've gone fishing. So, uh, but you know what? This yeah, would be the Sayonara. Game. It would be the jet thing to wake up, right? <laughs> they could have woke up three weeks ago and been uh, of their own destiny for a playoff spot, but no. So yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think yeah. Miami will win this game just because, you know, the way yes, they sir. so um all right. So we'll we'll get to the rest of the week. Um Saturday night, four thirty or Saturday evening. Uh Kansas City plays Vegas. We still don't know what's going on with that. With the number one seed, Kansas City's mm. in control now, I guess. I don't know, but I guess um, Kansas City coming in, they beat uh, Denver 27-24. And Vegas, they came back. They almost beat San Francisco last week. Yeah. Stidham quarterbacking. So this is going to be <laughs> <awesome>. <laughs> So I think 
I think that was the biggest. That was one of that was one of the joke, the jokiest jokes of that NFL NFL weekend was the fact that Jared Stidham came in to play in place of of Carr and looked better at that offense than Carr. And you and everybody knows why because Stidham run that same offense in New England last year. So he he has a higher understanding of the offense and what is needed. In the offense, we know we always have this conversation about system quarterbacks. And if you're a system quarterback, it's a joke. No, you're not. If you could run a system pretty good in the NFL, that makes you a very good NFL quarterback. That's what you do. Um, of course, that would mean consistently. Uh, Stidham has been nothing but nothing. Consi- there's nothing consistent about Jared Stidham. So we'll leave that there. Um, but we could you when you see that the offense moved that way, you especially with the talent, you could tell that they're not that far off. Um, of course, they don't have any defense. The Raiders do, so that's another question for another day. Um, uh, what's the other team you talked? You just mentioned. Sorry, uh, I went into Kansas City and the Raiders. Yeah, Kansas. Yeah, Kansas City is. My question for Kansas City is. Uh, I think you've seen what happens to the Bills when the Bills go everything Josh Allen. You see they fall on their face when they do that and when they play team ball and they run the ball and they 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 put create situations where yes, you know you have this man that you could call to help you when he, he need to and he'll run the ball whatever, but you got to give the ball to the running backs. You got to create other ways um to to sustain the offense other than just Josh Allen doing it with his legs and everything. Um, I think it's the same for the Kansas City Chiefs. They cannot just be Patrick Mahomes. They have to have a running game if they're going to survive and go to the go go to the Super Bowl. If yeah. they're not, if they can't run the ball, in my opinion, how they need to, they're not going to make it to the conference finals, in my opinion. So, yeah. um, This has to it. be a Kansas City win, though. It has to. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Going for that one seed as well. Um, they mm-hmm. want the playoffs again to go through Kansas City. Um, and then the next uh, the night game, Saturday night, 8-15, you got Tennessee coming off another loss, this time against Dallas on Thursday night, uh, playing at Jacksonville. And Jacksonville looked impressive again. I mean, I know it was again. Tennessee, but they looked impressive, 31-3 at, at Texas. So whoever wins this game wins the uh, AFC South. They're not so good AFC South, but yeah. Well, hey, do you know what? Shout out to uh, the Jacks coach, man, for you to grow a team, a young team, the way he has, and for them to be able to be such a multi-dimensional team in just that short amount of time is incredible, in my opinion. And it, it, it again, I think it, it's really their coach has done a uh, Peterson has done an incredible job, but. You've you've seen the talent of their quarterback shining through, um, and he's not even, in my opinion, he's just scratching the surface. Uh, so uh, the Jags is a problem, man. And if the Jags made it in the playoffs, I don't know if teams want to be playing them. In my opinion, yeah, um, yeah, they could do a lot. They could do everything. They could play defense when they want to. They could pass rush when they want to. They could run the ball when they want to. And the kid has a hell of an arm on him and he could run he could be that threat on with his legs so yeah it's not going to be an easy out for whoever's going to play that team if they make it in the playoffs but yeah i think i think they win this game no yeah tennessee's been struggling and they're down to yeah tennessee yeah so. yep 
Tennessee is done with problems, but um, yeah, yeah. And then Sunday, uh, Tampa Bay travels to Atlanta. Basically, Tampa Bay has their division wrapped up, I believe. Yeah, they they got their division wrapped up, so this game really means nothing. Tampa Bay can't really move up or anything, so um, I would think they're going to rest some guys. I would think maybe Brady gets a rest here. I'm not sure. Yeah, possible. I don't know what I don't know what the plan would be for them. Um, I don't know. I don't know what that what's with that team. To tell you the truth, um, that 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 offense should be way better than it is. Um, probably. I want to say if I would put my finger, if I could put my finger on it, the only thing I could think about is the inconsistent play of the offensive line. I would say that's that's the one thing I could put my finger on. Other than that, I just don't get it. Um, I know that some of those guys on offense, that wide receivers, have been in and out of the of games because of injury all season. But in my opinion, that still doesn't really explain. Other than the fact that if you would scoff at the gods and say that Brady has been bad this season, if that's what you want to say, okay. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I can't really put my finger on why they, they've struggled so badly, man, other than just offensive line. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they've had a lot of injuries, Tampa, maybe, but they have yes. struggled regardless. So, um, yeah, I, I would think they're going to sit some guys in this game. So this might be one of those games you're – don't even really want to watch or pay attention to. Um, but this next game, uh, everybody's going to have their eyes on for more than one reason, obviously. Uh, Patriots coming in, um, needing a win to get into the playoffs. Um, they ended up beating Miami last week, 23-21. Big win for them. Um, mm-hmm. They're going to be um, going to Buffalo. And, of course, everybody's, everybody's going to be watching this game to see how the team – comes out on Sunday because it's going to be under incredible circumstances, obviously with uh, Hamlin still in the hospital and his health still up in the air. And, you know, we just don't know, hopefully by Sunday we'll have more positive news. So maybe that'll get the players more at ease and they could concentrate more on the game, but uh, this is going to be an interesting game because new England needs the game Buffalo. Like we said earlier, we're not sure about the, the previous game. I don't know if they're going to complete it or, they're just going to make it a tie, and I don't know if this game is going to mean something. So this is going to be interesting. Um, I really don't know what to say about this game because we've seen teams, right, when a tragedy happens, they've come out really, like, fired up, and, they're, and they just have an amazing game. So I could see that happening this week. I don't know. <sighs> it's, it's why, is, why, yeah, why is the p- Patriots here? because because in my opinion any other team in the nfl that takes a defensive coach and a special teams coach and ask them to call offensive plays they would fall right on their face yeah and they kind of did (laughs) listen i i've seen it they've looked really bad especially if your quarterback is out there saying your plays suck on the (laughs) sideline yep I don't know, man. Your run game sucked. And he's saying all this stuff. This kid is a little bit more passionate. Politically politically correct term, in my opinion. That's what I'll say. He's more a little bit more passionate than I thought. Um it's it's in it he has also been pretty good. 
Um, he's been better than I thought he would. Um, I think there's people that say that he's taken a step back. And I think if you look at the numbers from last year, yes. And I would say, well, duh, uh, if your defensive coach is calling your offensive plays, yeah, your, your quarterback would take a step back. That's definitely what happens. Um, but um, for me, the pay to me, again, I, it goes without saying that this team with the level of talent they have should not be anywhere where they are right now. And the only reason why they were there is because they have one of the best coaches to ever do. Got to give the man his flowers. People tried to kill him for it. I know, I know it's a joke because ain't nobody else would even try what the hell he's doing. But again, it's a flex. That's what, right? It's a flex. He could do yeah, it. <laughs> nobody, nobody else would ever try this. <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> And he's going to, he might get into the playoffs if he pulls off one more win. So incredible. Let's see. Yeah. Or if everybody loses, if they lose and if, uh, if they lose and if Miami loses and if Pittsburgh loses, they, they get into the playoffs. So yeah. Yep. Crazy. Um, it's amazing to even think about that. We're even thinking about this for them right now. Um, Minnesota plays at Chicago. Um, Minnesota still fighting for that number one seed because the Eagles have lost two in a row. Um, Minnesota, though, coming, <laughs> coming off a horrible loss, 41-17 to uh, Green Bay. Um, and the Bears, though, are starting Nathan Peterman. We haven't heard that name in a while, but he's five, starting five, for the Bears. Five pick, five pick Peterman? Yeah, so he's starting. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, that's not a good sign. Nope. Um, <laughs> uh, I think uh, – uh, Fields was reported as having a hip injury. Yeah, um, I think I think down the stretch the kid kind of uh, regressed a little bit in the passing game. I think there were streak there were streaks during the season where he showed the potential to be a better passer, um, but I think his passing game kind of fell fell short. Now all that running he is doing, I think it's. I think people will argue here and there. My belief is, as a quarterback, the game is within the pocket. Um, of course, if you have to use your legs, you use your legs, but you're a quarterback first. The safest spot is in the pocket. The plays are called to be attacked or defenses uh, meant to be attacked from the pocket because of the way they play. They call plays and the offenses are structured. So that's where you do your most, most damage, in my opinion. And the fact that you could run is just added on top of that. Um, so if the young man goes into the offseason and he, and he does, you know, works on his craft and he gets better as a passer, I think he has a potential to be one of the killers in the NFL. But it also will be on the Bears front office to do something with this roster because this roster stinks. There's yeah. uh, very little talent there. Uh yeah. Uh, Minnesota, on the other hand, you're frauds. Uh, I I mean, we did predict that you guys were going to be where you're at. Um, we did say that uh, because of the potential you have on offense. But I just don't understand how you cave so easily when teams smack you. Like a team smack you a couple of times and you just cave in. Like, bro, oh, man. Dallas comes in. Dallas scores 40-something. You only score three. Um Packers come in, score 40 something. You only score what they score 17, and it was like just like the end of the game. Yeah, you know, flinging the ball up in the air downfield is the only reason why they scored that many points. 
you know. So if you can't answer when you get smacked in the face, man, you don't belong in the playoffs in my mind. But you've won that many games. You're going in, but I don't think you're going to win nothing. No, <laughs> definitely not. Um, and they, they're still going to play their starters, I think, because they, they're still playing for seeding. They, I don't know if they could get the one seed, but they could definitely get the two. So they're, they're going to be playing for sure in that game. Um, and then the next game, uh, another game that everybody's going to be keeping their eye on, uh, Baltimore uh, at Cincinnati. Cincinnati does not actually have the division um, clinched because of the game that, you know, the Monday night game. And yeah, so this is an interesting game too. So the Ravens are still playing for the division. So is Cincinnati. And like I said, Cincinnati, depending on what happens with that other game, uh, they could be playing for uh, the number one seed, the number two seed. So um, this is big. So again, I want to see how Cincinnati comes into this game. Um, after we'll see yet. You know, same, same, point. same question we have about Buffalo, right? How yeah. are they going to recover after an emotional situation like they were in? Um, how are they going to respond? That's going to be the question for them. Um, the Ravens is an interesting dynamic. Um, for me, um, the whole Lamar Jackson thing. We don't know what's going on there. Um, their run, their run game has come, has been better of late. Of course, we know what that offense is. It's run by Mark Andrews and and that other kid. Uh, what is his name? Likely, this is his name. Yeah, the other tight end. Likely. The other tight end. Yeah. Hey man, if listen, I have a brilliant idea. If only you could get one wide receiver. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Get them, get them, get their weapons over there. They got no, no receivers. If the Titans is good, if your Titans could be that dangerous, imagine if you have wide receivers, actually wide, actual guys that could go out and separate. I'm just saying that, Hey, mm-hmm. you don't have to listen to me, but I'm just saying, you know, because yeah. I, that's that to me to have that, that kind of an Achilles heel heel makes no sense to me. In it's the NFL, and you don't have a you don't have a a, a, a skilled enough wide receiver. You, it makes no sense to me, man. The one because thing, I think that's holding that offense back big time. Yeah. Oh no doubt. I I think the one thing that helps the since the since you know Cincinnati and Buffalo is that they're both playing division rivals. Yes. And I think if they if even if they don't get hyped up or if they don't if they lose focus early, I think once they get like cracked in the mouth once. I think that they'll really like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. This is like Cincinnati's <laughs> going to turn. I'm like, whoa, this is Baltimore we're playing. Yeah. Or Buffalo's yeah, going to be like, we... oh, this is New England that we're playing. Yep. We got to yep. wake up here. You know, this thing, yes, sir. you know, we're not playing Seattle or we're not playing a team that we don't normally play. This is a team that we know and they're going to be coming after us hard. So we got to wake up. I think once they wake up, they'll be fine, but they got to, I know it's hard. I know it's an impossible thing to do, but they got to move on, unfortunately, you know, and they got They have a job to do. It's as simple as that. Um, next game really doesn't matter. We don't even need to talk about it. Houston at no. Indianapolis. <laughs> so um, we could pass that one. <laughs> I don't think anybody's even going to – I don't even think people are going to care. They're not even going to keep score, actually. Um, <laughs> uh, Carolina is at New Orleans. I don't think either team has a shot at the playoffs either here. 
I think New Orleans. Yeah, I think they both. I think they both got eliminated. No. Yeah, I think so. I can't remember. I think in the the NFC, I think it's just Detroit, Seattle, Detroit, Green Bay, and Washington are the last. Yes. Yes, and Washington could get could be out too. Yeah, they're at they're currently out now. Currently, it's Dallas Giants and Seattle as the three wild card. Okay, there you go. Seattle, Detroit, and Green Bay are all eight and eight, but I guess Seattle has the. tiebreaker or whatever over them so right but um and then another game cleveland at pittsburgh the reason why this is still important is first of all pittsburgh has a chance to still get in the playoffs new england has to lose and miami has to lose for pittsburgh and if pittsburgh wins they get into the playoffs surprisingly and also um (laughs) i know where you're going pittsburgh with their um not their with their winning streak not winning streak, but seasons above 500. Yeah, incredible. It is. It's incredible. It makes no sense. <laughs> like, this team should not have won this many games. No. <laughs> no. What are we talking about? This team hasn't been under 500 since 2003. Mm. What, and that what, was what when, an, uh, what an organization, man. What an organization. What, what, is, what a coach. What an organization. Uh, man. They have a formula that works. They know how it works. Um, when it does not, everybody wants to criticize, but nobody could replicate what they do. That's basically what it is. They know what they're doing. Um, you watch these guys play, and they're not the best. I mean, of course, they have one of the best. Like, let's not let's not even go there with what we know what he is. Um, but they play in and play out too many, so many different guys come up and show up. You know what I mean? Even when TJ is not, he, he doesn't come through. There's other guys that come through and defensive tackle come through. And when the Fitzpatrick comes through and, and um, the in the running backs, when Harris is not good, there's that other kid, he shows up almost 80 yards rushing that in that game. He's been pretty good too. You know, so yeah, there's you know there's so many promising prospects to young guys there, um, but the but I think the whole thing that galvanizes everything is the fact that Coach Tomlin is there, um, and and he just does a masterful job at bringing together this team year in and year out, man. I don't know how, but he does it. Mm-hmm. And all those games are on at one o'clock too. So they're all going to be kind of well, watching the scoreboard, I think. <laughs> red zone. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're going to have red zone on <laughs> on the sidelines, I think. Uh, and it's interesting because Cleveland's actually looked pretty good the last couple of weeks, you know. Um, I still think, uh, you know, obviously the best they could do is eight and nine. But this is a team I think we got to watch out for next next year with um, with Deshaun Watson finally yes. getting, you know, more acclimated yeah. and all that stuff. So, but, uh, yeah, I I like Pittsburgh in this game though, because they know that they got to win. Right. So um, they're going to do whatever they can to win that game. Um, Next game, you got the chargers cruising into the playoffs at 10 and six. They go into Denver uh, four and 12. We know what Denver has looked this year, just a disaster. Yeah. I mean, the offense played a little bit better last, uh, last week. Yeah. But Kansas city, right? Yeah. But again, like I said, uh, if Kansas City could run the ball and actually control the clock, I don't think that game would have been a game. I think they just gave the Broncos' way offense too much, chance, too many chances. 
Um, but the Broncos is, I don't know, man. They got to figure out whatever they got to do. And because of the the size of the investment they've put into the team when he, when we were talking about the contract for Russell Wilson, I think they cannot do anything other than go for broke. You understand what I mean? I, I don't think they I don't think you could just settle um, no. because you're just gonna end up looking like trash again. So you have to either go for the biggest free agent coach that you can, or um, I don't know what else you can do to give him talent because to me I don't think the talent was the problem. Um, so maybe whatever veil of darkness that was covered over him this season will be lifted. I don't know. Right. With coach, <laughs> you never know. Exactly. You never, exactly. So you we'll see. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. They're, they're going to have an interesting offseason for sure. Yes, uh, Giants travel to Philly. Giants already have their spot wrapped up. They can't move up. They can't move down. So they have the, um, the five spot, uh, six spot. They're in the second wild card spot. The Eagles need the win to get that number one. Uh, Jalen Hurts, I, they're being a little uh, shady on answering questions about who's starting, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assume it's going to be Jalen Hurts because um, they need They don't start. have a choice at this point, right? Because yeah. they got to win this game, man. Yep. They, they have to. The way, the way this team is right now, the amount of lose, losses, I'm not just talk, not talking about game losses. I'm talking about injuries and the kind of guys they're losing. It is not good. And and the way they played the last game, I think, calls into question a lot of guys, man. Hey, you yep. know, I think it's time to put our, your balls on the table, bro. Let's do and it. They've activated uh, Gardner Johnson and they've activated Robert Quinn to practice. So they can play this weekend. I don't know if they can be ready to play, but they can play this weekend if they're ready. So, yeah. Um, did you ever did you see? Yeah, I think so. Yes, really love that kid, man. Really good player. I loved him even before he got drafted. So I'm, I was really excited for him when he came to um, Philly. Um, but did you get an update on uh, jo- uh, Sweat's injury? Because that was a horrible injury, man. Yeah, I haven't heard anything actually. Um, yeah, yeah, I haven't heard anything about that. Yeah, uh, I didn't get anything either on that because it looked like it was some kind of neck injury because he went head first into the guy and um, uncontrollably so, and he just wasn't moving that much. Um, yeah, and he's to me he's like a a big part of what they do up front on defense, and then you take him, they lose, they losing him, and then on the other side of the football losing their Pro Bowl. Uh, uh, what's his guard? Oh, the um, uh, what's it? yeah, I mean, the tackle, tackle. Sorry, Lane yeah. Johnson. Yeah, the Lane Johnson. Yeah. He's supposedly gonna try to, you know, play, um, in the playoffs. So that they're gonna sit him this week, sit him next week if they get the week off, obviously. And then so he'll have a couple of weeks off and forego any kind of surgery until after the season. Um, Josh Sweat, I just read it, he's listed as day to day. Oh, wow. And hopefully to get uh, Maddox back for the playoffs as well. Right. So if everything comes together, yeah, they, they could be all loaded for uh, the playoffs when that happens. So that'll be interesting. Yeah, I think I think well, I think everything uh, Jalen Hurts to me um, under the circumstances, I think you now 
kind of way what he really means to the, means to the Eagles a little bit better. You know, you kind of see it through a better lens, in my opinion, because with him not in the game, this offense moves just differently, man. Oh yeah, and 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 the team responds differently, and and everything. So uh, he really and, means a lot to this team. And all the talk that you know Jalen hurts. If you remove him and puts another quarterback in, since <laughs> I, I don't want to, I don't want to hear that anymore. He's, I he, guess not. He's a top MVP candidate as much as any of the other guys are, as much as Mahomes and Josh Allen and Burrow, any of those guys you want to put up there hurts you. You got to put him in the conversation as well. So um, he had a great season. Hopefully he'll come back this week. Um, next game. You got Arizona at San Fran, San Fran, Still fighting for a uh, position. They might have the, the one seed, obviously, if Philly loses and they win. Um, or they're trying to get the two at least. So that's an interesting game. Uh, not interesting. Just they need to win, obviously. And Purdy just keeps going. Just like this is where yeah. like injuries, like they don't care, right? They're up to their third quarterback already. And they're like, nah, we'll, we'll start the guy that was picked last in the draft this year <laughs> and we're gonna go to the super bowl how's that <laughs> that's what that's what their challenge is right now right i mean can you uh, picture purdy being the quarterback in the super bowl this year oh my god <laughs> man it's what unbelievable. are you it's yeah it's crazy it's crazy when you look at what this team is able to do um with the talent that they have because they have a ton of it um and the fact that Brock Purdy came in and he didn't even miss a step. I, th I think, again, man, it goes to, you see, that's what coaching does, man. Yep. That's what coaching does because I don't care what how talented that kid is. What these coaches do week in and week out to prepare this kid to play the, an NFL game um, is incredible, in my opinion, what he's able to do. So, I, uh, man, I applaud them for that. Um but just the talent, the level of talent they have, and like that's, uh, that's incredible. That it's just incredible. They come at you in waves, man. They have tight ends, running backs, fullbacks, yeah. offensive linemen, uh, just elite level talent everywhere, man. Defensive linemen, corners, safeties. <laughs> yeah, that's not a team. That's not a team you want to see coming in. A you don't want to meet them in a no. back corner, in dark alley somewhere. No, no. you don't want to do that. Definitely no, not. Um, Rams at Seattle. The, this one's big because if Seattle wins, um, they get that final uh wild card spot in the NFC. If they lose, it opens the door for the final game of the day, uh, Detroit and Green Bay Sunday night game. The winner of that would get into the playoffs. So if Seattle loses, then that game Sunday night becomes a big one, but Seattle. Is playing that'll be an interesting game. Yeah. Yeah. The Rams don't have no defense. No. <laughs> so I don't think it'll be if Seattle doesn't win that game, I think they need to get uh they definitely don't deserve know. to be in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, no, we just go home. Yeah, right. just yeah. At this point, uh goodbye. Um <laughs> and then uh so. Dallas at Washington. Dallas still playing for seeding. They could get the division. They could get the one seed. So they're going to be playing Washington starting Sam Howell this week, a rookie. Um, what's, the, what's up with that? <laughs> Carson Wentz is inactive. Um, Whatever that means. He's a backup, yeah. So, yeah. 
That's a mess. I, Washington's yeah, always <laughs> yeah, man. I li- I love I love Riverboat Ron, but I don't know what he's doing over there, man. And that's a team too. I, I they got a yeah, lot of talent on offense. Yeah, but the quarterback quarterback yeah. is the question. Yep, sounds Quarter- familiar. Quarterback is the question, man. F- sounds, sounds familiar. familiar. <laughs> yeah. A lot of talent, but there's a whole quarterback. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah, sounds very familiar. You're and right. then the Sunday night game, like I said, Detroit at Green Bay. Um, if Seattle loses, this game becomes a win and you're in uh, situation. So hopefully that's what it comes to. I, I, not that I want Seattle to lose just because they want to lose. I just want to see this game mean something. It would be great to see uh, – Detroit try to battle Green Bay and Green Bay. You talk about here's the other thing you mm. were talking about earlier. Um, Jacksonville, not a team you want to face in the playoffs. The Packers are another team. If they get in, that is going to be a dangerous team because we like in any sport, right? We could look back and say, doesn't matter how you play the first few first few weeks, first part of the se- uh, season, even the middle part of the season. It only matters. If you could stay afloat and get into the playoffs, and if you're hot at the end of the season, that's a dangerous team. And Green Bay yep. and Jacksonville, two teams that you said it earlier about Jacksonville, Green Bay, same exact thing, man. They're hot right now, and we've seen Aaron Rodgers. We know what he could do, right, when he's hot. Yes. So, um, we know what he could do, and it just happened that his skilled position players that is young and wet behind the ears are starting to grow up right in front of us. Yep. And uh, because of the kind of talent they talent they present, in my opinion, um, give giving them a Hall of Fame quarterback to throw them the ball, yeah, that's that's mm-hmm. yeah, that that could cause problems for somebody. Um, so yeah, you're right, man. If that team is coming in the playoffs, yeah, they could cause trouble for somebody um, if they could make it in. But also Detroit, man, Detroit has performed out of this world. I think we need to start giving Jared, Jared Goff his flowers, man. Jared Goff has played some really good football this season, man. He's that's Jared Goff we're talking about, brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the team the the one that the Rams threw away because he couldn't help them win a Super Bowl. <laughs> hey, pretty good this year. Is oh man. And <laughs> and and look with at the Lions this man had um he has right now um 30 almost 30 touchdowns with only seven interceptions completing almost 65 percent of his passes with 4300 yards almost this is what we this is this is this is this is damn near elite quarterbacking yep yeah that that's what it is and 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 the thing about it is the if you look at the, the the Lions stats, the Lions on offense is one of the best offenses in the NFL. Their quarterbacks play inefficiently, incredibly inefficiently. They have a run game with a running back in Williams that's that has almost a thousand yards receiving, receiving, and he leads the NFL in touchdowns with fifteen. Oh. This is what we. This is this this is a potent team, man. So this is a hell of a game, in my opinion. I want to watch it, and like you said, I agree. I want that to really mean something. So it's going to be a hot game. I think either way, I think they're both going to play their, their butts off that night. You know, they're, they know yep. they're in prime time. You know, you don't want to go out there putting your backups in and stuff and all that. So I think we'll either way, we'll see a good game, but yeah, I would love to see the playoffs be on the line for that one. Um, so let's hope for Seattle, a Seattle loss. <laughs> um, 
anyway, that's uh that's the final week of the season, man. It's crazy that we're at, you know, week 18 in the NFL and it's uh, been an interesting season. Um, and next week we'll be talking playoffs, uh, wild card round and all that. We'll kind of review the season and, um, Hey, and you know what, continue to pray and, um, keep, uh, Mr. Hamlin and his family and in, in your thoughts, pray, whatever you got to do, but, um, let's hope he pulls through and, um, hopefully we'll be talking some positive things about him next week. And, um, yes, sir. I agree. I hope the same. Yeah, man. Be good. And, uh, we will see you guys next week. Happy 2023 guys. Let's get it. Yep. Happy 2023.